Christian running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Conversationalists, welcome. It is Eric Erickson here from my flagship station, WSB in Atlanta, Georgia, broadcasting across the fruited plain via satellite and the internet. It's an amazing technological thing we can do here. Delighted to have you. If you'd like to call in and be a part of the program, 877-973-7425. Most importantly, I got the final form. The book is locked. The manuscript is set. The type is easy to read. It's going to be great. You shall be as gods comes out in July. If you text DATA, D-A-T-A, to 33777, I'll send you the links back. Amazon and Barnes & Noble, you can order. It's on sale right now. There's actually discounted uh, Amazon. I'm not sure about Barnes & Noble, but you can buy the book. It's one of the top uh, books in the politics and religion section at Amazon. DATA, text that word to 33777. You'll get those links back. You should also subscribe to the show notes. You get that as well. I want to play for you some pieces of audio. I, I'm just I'm going to play them, and then I'll make my point after you've heard them. Let's begin with former RNC chair, now talking head on MSNBC, Michael Steele. Here's where we are. So can we get over all the noise around how old these two men? Because that's they are. Because that's not changing between now and November. Uh, they're getting older, not younger. So l let's live with what we got. Voters had a choice. They had a choice when both of these men stood on the stage uh, in, at their respective times running for president, and they were chosen by primary voters. So let's get over that. To the point about how these individuals are uh, performing, you are spot on, and you are making the most critical point that the Democrats continue to fail to make about their own candidate. And that is, don't worry about whether or not he remembered something that happened 30 years ago. Listen to what he's telling you today. Listen to how he's talking about and framing the arguments for this hour as we're confronting an explosion in Europe because our Republican Senate and House members want to light the fuse for Putin. Listen to how he's talking about helping the nation recover from COVID, from a downturn in the economy, from a loss of hope in jobs and opportunities. Listen to how he's trying to move the nation off of uh, the, the uh, authoritarian, anti-democratic behavior of the other party. You mean like taking candidates off the ballot because you don't like them? Yeah. Uh, anti-democratic there. That's Michael Seal on MSNBC. This is, is uh, Mike Barnacle on MSNBC. You know, Jonathan, it's 11 minutes past 7 o'clock in the morning, and it's snowing outside. It's a gray morning. I've been around the block a few times in my life. I've seen a few things in my life, and I'm trying. God knows I'm trying to keep a smile on my face. I'm trying to be optimistic because I'm optimistic by nature. But the nature of our politics right now, at this moment, is so negative, so depressing, that I find it difficult to stay in the game with a smile on my face. I mean, we have a Republican Party, and it used to be not that long ago, 
on any major issue that you could count on a majority of people in the House, a majority of people in the Senate of both parties who, when given the choice between country and party, would choose country. They'd go with the country, what the country needs. Okay, ideologically I have an issue with this, but it's for the country, I'm for the country. Now it's the country versus Trump. And you've got nearly an entire political party, the Republican Party, choosing an individual, not ideology, an individual, Donald Trump, over the United States of America. So I'm sorry, I'm depressed, I'm sorry, I'm upset about it, but it's the fact of our lives. That was my vertical. This is Donnie Deutsch. Again, you just bear with the audio. There, there's some points to be had here. This is Donnie Deutsch, also on MSNBC. Oh, we'll Before I call, just for a second, I, ahead, I just I want to pick yeah. up where Joe is. Democrats have got to start getting pissed. Joe Biden has done a great job. Joe Biden has overseen the best economy in my lifetime. He has overseen getting NATO together and defending Ukraine, handling Israel deftly keeping this country at, coming out of COVID. He's done everything right. The other guy is insane. Joe Biden is 80 plus years old. Yes, he is. He's been a competent, effective leader. The Democrats need to get pissed and start fighting. All right. Now we move to CNN, Adam Ginzinger. Look, this isn't something that is going to go out of the minds of voters. It's not like if you talk about something else, people are going to forget that he's advanced age. I think the best thing he can do is joke about it. You think back to Ronald Reagan in his debate where he said, I'm not going to use my opponent's youth and inexperience against him. And that actually was, it was huge. It was a huge line. Okay. The reason I subjected you to all of that, the reason you need to hear all of that. Who watches MSNBC? This isn't my opinion. This is the data. This is what it shows. The people who watch MSNBC are older and they're progressive. They're not mainstream Democrats. More actual mainstream Democrats watch Fox News than watch MSNBC. MSNBC, it is the hardcore left and it is the Biden administration. We know that Joe Scarborough, who I know and like, I uh, got a, a longtime friendship with Joe. We disagree more and more in politics these days. Uh, I'm not going to attack Joe Scarborough. Uh, Joe Scarborough has the ear of the president of the United States. Joe Biden watches Morning Joe. If there's a topic on Morning Joe about the president and the White House and how to proceed, it's essentially a messaging to the White House of here's what we think you should be doing. Here's what your advisors may not be telling you. So the message that you heard from my article, from Donnie Deutsch, from from uh, the other, from Michael Steele, these these messages are telegraphing to this White House, essentially, you need to go on the warpath, you need to go out, and you need to attack Donald Trump. I may be forgetful and old, but he's insane. And what they're essentially doing is recognizing something that most of us on our side are having trouble recognizing. And that is Joe Biden, more likely than not, is going to be the Democrats' nominee. He's more likely than not going to be the Democrats' nominee. Because the delegates are bound to Joe Biden. It's something people who don't pay attention to this stuff, you're you're not an election lawyer, you're not in the weeds of this, you don't understand, you think, oh, it'd be very easy. He's just going to step aside and say, "Uh, nope, I'm done. Uh, I can't run anymore. Who are they going to pick? You're going to go with Michelle Obama, really? All those 
covetous Democratic politicians like Gavin Newsom who've been waiting in the wings for their moment. You really think he's just going to hand it to Michelle Obama? Joe Biden's the only one who can get the party together. If Joe Biden comes out and says, you know what, I'm done, well, the delegates are bound to Joe Biden. So Joe Biden says, I'm releasing my delegates. I can't continue on. He can't then direct those delegates to go to Kamala Harris. He can't direct those delegates to go to Michelle Obama. It becomes a free-for-all. It becomes a mess. The Democratic Party is having the civil war the Republican Party is having. It just doesn't get covered in the way the Republican civil war gets covered. The divisions within the party, the Republicans are actually arguably more united right now, which is why they're playing up the small divisions on Ukraine or the border or whatnot, because the Democratic Party is really deeply divided between the insane and the sane, between the wokes and the non-wokes, between the liberals and the progressives. And Joe Biden is the keystone who keeps both sides of the party together. You remove that keystone, the arch collapse. So when you have these conversations on MSNBC saying they need to focus on Donald Trump as the crazy authoritarian, he's the insane one, Joe Biden's just old and forgetful, Donald Trump's old, forgetful, and insane, he's vindictive, mean, authoritarian, totalitarian, crazy. Their message is to the Democratic base and their message is to the White House. This is what we think you should do. What's notable is they're not calling for Joe Biden to step aside. They're not raising the issue of Joe Biden step aside. The entirety of the media is actually on board this strategy now. It goes beyond MSNBC. It is to the very heart of the American media institutions, uh, the Associated Press, Reuters and the like. They're all out there doing the same thing. They're taking the same line. They're saying that he's fine. They're saying he's got it. They're saying Trump's the bad guy here. Everybody needs to rally around Joe Biden because they know he's probably not going anywhere. That could change on a dime. Joe Biden could tomorrow say, nope, I'm sorry, done. But it's notable that the New York Times now has this story. Memory loss requires careful diagnosis, scientists say. It's where they're headed this morning. It's what they're doing. Remember when Donald Trump was president, the media was perfectly fine running story after story, say neuroscientists say there's something wrong with him. They won't do that now. No, it's it's circle the wagons around Joe Biden because it's the best they have. MSR, NBC News, as Biden's memory issue draws attention, neurologists weigh in. Forgetting the names of acquaintances or having difficulty remembering dates from the past doesn't affect decision-making or judgment, brain experts say. Again, the New York Times headline, memory loss requires careful diagnosis, scientists say. The Associated Press, verbal gaffe or sign of trouble? Mixing up names like Biden and Trump have done is pretty common. Health experts caution that neither verbal gaffes nor lawyers' opinions can reveal whether someone is having cognitive trouble. That takes medical testing. Remember, everything today is about credentialism. you got to be credentialed. And if you're not credentialed, you're not allowed an opinion on the president's medical welfare and well-being. Because when Trump was president, you could do it. But now Biden's president and you don't have the credentials. The White House comes out and says Joe Biden refuses to take a cognitive test. He's not going to do it. So when you're on MSNBC and you're saying, go after Trump, focus on Trump. This was Paul Begala's advice after the story broke. He had the great line on CNN that he slept like a baby. He woke up every two hours in the fetal position, crying and wet in his pants. 
And then he said, the Biden team, they just got to attack Trump, attack, 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 make it about Trump, focus on Trump, focus on Trump. That's what they're going to do. It's the, it's the echoing message on MSNBC today, this morning on Morning Joe. Attack Trump, make it about him being an authoritarian, make it about being anti-democratic, make him about being a vulgar, mean, nasty bully. Joe Biden's a nice guy. Yeah, he forgets, he forgets some stuff, but he's fine. He can make decisions. You've got the entirety of the press corps circling the wagons around Joe Biden. You know, if he loses Trump, which is a very real possibility, he will be excoriated and eaten alive. The media will sacrifice him. They will not care about their credibility because Joe Biden will have gotten Trump back in office. But until that moment, they're going to circle the wagons around him because Biden is the best they can do until the moment he's not the nominee. The moment he's not the nominee, suddenly, well, he was a patriot. He put the country ahead of himself. He did the right thing, unlike the Republicans. You can see it all. But God's honest truth here, y'all. I'm not making this up. Given the way the delegate system works of the Democratic Party, how they've gotten rid of superdelegates, they've neutered them, essentially. They don't come on the first round. Biden is actually the easiest option for him to stick with Joe Biden. And that puts them in a box where they've got to circle the wagons, unless Joe Biden himself decides otherwise. They have no better option right now. And it's notable. MSNBC is a network where progressive Democrats watch it. Moderate, middle-of-the-road Democrats, they don't watch it. They watch. They actually watch Fox News. A number, large number of Democrats watch Fox News. So the message to the progressive base and to the White House, which watches MSNBC, is circle the wagons, rally the troops, attack Trump, pretend everything is fine when Americans know it's not fine. And so what they have to do is gaslight you now. And tell you, don't believe your own eyes, Americans. Don't believe your own eyes. Don't believe, don't listen to your ears. Don't listen to his missteps. Don't don't watch him. Everything's fine. And if you don't believe it, you're probably a Trump-hating or Trump-loving bigot. This is, they're building a Potemkin village of the mind around Joe Biden. It really is their best option right now. And they all know it. Behind the scenes, they're as honest as Paul Begala that this is terrible for the Democrats and it could cost Joe Biden the election. And publicly, what they have to do to push back on it, since so many Americans see it and they hear it on a daily basis, the president exposed as he is, is they have to tell you to stop believing yourself and to tell you that actually the emperor's clothes are beautiful. You're listening to The Eric Erickson Show, the perfect blend of news, analysis, opinion, and cooking. Yeah, cooking. You can be live on Eric's show by calling 877-97-ERIC. That's 877-973-7425. Greetings and welcome. It is Eric Erickson here. Text Eric, E-R-I-C-K, to 33777, and you can get the live stream, the show notes, the podcast, the Instagram feed, the Twitter feed, the YouTube feed, all of it, just by texting Eric to 33777. Those of you in Georgia, Cobb County in particular, you need to know that your state house member, Don Parsons, remember last year he said he was for school choice. He's come out defiantly in opposition of school choice this year. You need to know. Uh, Don Parsons, opposing school choice, uh, somebody finds somebody good to run against him, primary him, 
uh, and 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 get rid of him because he's an opponent of school choice. He's a Republican in the Georgia legislature. He needs to be beaten. Now, have you all seen the video of the private jet crashing on I-75 in Florida? In uh, Y'all, I, I got to tell you, um, Philip sent me that this morning. So it's a Challenger 600, which is a terrific private jet uh, made by Bombardier. And oddly, both engines died. They were about seven or 800 feet from the runway. They were landing. The plane had gone down to Mexico, gone back to Ohio from Mexico, picked up new people from Ohio, flown to Naples. They were three minutes from landing at most when they started having engine trouble. Uh, less than a minute from landing, they, the, both engines died. And um, the plane had to land on the interstate. Uh, it hit two cars. None of the people in the cars were killed. All of the passengers on the plane survived. Sadly, the two pilots were killed. The plane uh, hit the runway, slid across, went into a retaining wall. It appears they were trying not to land on the interstate, but the golf course next to the interstate and just couldn't make it in time. The, the plane was dropping rapidly. But everybody on board that plane as a passenger survived with minor injuries, uh, despite both pilots being killed. Um, aviation, it's, it's so wild to me how... It is incredibly safe, and rarely do you hear about things like this. A tragedy of the two pilots dying, but just remarkable that the passengers of the plane were, and the people in the cars that were hit, everybody survived. It's just, it was wild footage. You see this private jet. Uh, it's a bigger size. It's considered a mid-sized jet. Um, lands on I-75 in Naples, Florida, trying to land on a golf course instead, but misses it. Um, just, man, prayers for the families of, those involved, including the pilots, but it was remarkable footage. You can Google it real easy. Um, just plane crash Naples, Florida. You'll see the video. It was something to see. Now, the other thing that is something to see is, have you all heard about the, the coming turmoil of, of regional banks? There's a real fear that regional banks are so over-leveraged in commercial properties and, and bad bonds that there could be major financial trouble coming. Uh, the government is worried where they're going to have to step up bank bailouts. Swiss America has been sounding the alarm about this and the secret war on cash. With all the banking issues out there right now and the interest rate issues we've got, Swiss America wants to educate you on how to protect your hard-earned assets. You can go read the report, Secret War on Cash. You can get a free copy. All you do is mention my name, Eric Erickson, when you call or text 800-289-2646. Again, 800-289-2646. You can call them or text them, and you just mention Eric Erickson. You can also go to SwissAmerica.com slash Eric that's SwissAmerica.com slash E-R-I-C-K. Let Swiss America get you their report, The Secret War on Cash, and teach you how to protect your hard-earned assets now. 800-289-2646. You mention Eric Erickson or just go to SwissAmerica.com slash E-R-I-C-K. Message and data rates may apply. He's got the courage to tell you the truth, even when it isn't popular. You're listening to The Eric Erickson Show. Welcome. It is Eric Erickson here. The phone number 877-973-7425. Should you wish to be on the phones, let's go to Bob. Welcome to the show, Bob. How are you? 
fine, Eric. How about yourself? I listen to you, and I appreciate most of the things you say. Sometimes I differ, but not very often. My <laughs> question is, when they questioned Trump's sanity, they forced him to take a cognitive test. He scored excellent, almost as high as you could get. Mm -hmm. Why don't the Republicans do the same thing? Because the Democrats are trying to kill Trump every place they can. And if they make Biden get a cognitive test, never mind what MSNBC or any of these other things, but he can't pass it. There's no question. Oh, Bob, you know they'd rig it. Um, I mean, they they would rig it, let's be honest, but they should. You're you're absolutely right. The GOP should be pushing yeah. this issue. In fact, yeah. Um, yeah. there's a yeah. there's a big story. Uh, what is it? Mike Allen at Axios. How the Republicans intend to capitalize on Biden's issues. Oh, yeah. And it's essentially Republicans yeah. pounce. But they should be pouncing on the issue. Of course they should. I don't understand it. I, I, Can I so, ask you one other quick question? Yeah, go ahead. You're redoing your kitchen. I hope you're putting in a fan for your wife. And that exhausting. Yes. <laughs> I'm very concerned. Yes. Okay. So now for those of you who don't know what Bob, so, uh, oh, now you, Bob, you see, I got to tell the story and you're going to get me in trouble with my wife by telling the story. But so my wife, what Bob is talking about, folks, is my wife got, went like a couple, several years ago, decided to do like serious spring cleaning in the kitchen. And so she gets up on top of the kitchen island so that she can really clean, like, the chain that hangs the lights down and stuff. And we have a an exhaust fan for the kitchen that went underneath instead of above. I've never been in a house that had one like that except ours did. It sucked down from the stove. Well, she puts her foot on the, on the range without paying attention, and it goes through the glass and shatters. Uh, so we have to get a new range, and we couldn't find a range that actually had a fan that fit. So we had to get rid of the exhaust. So, yes, Bob— uh, it, it is it is high on my list to get an exhaust fan, yeah, if good. only for this. So the last time I made gumbo, you stir the roux until the, the flour is really, really dark. Well, by the time it's done, it starts smoking. I set off every alarm in the house, and it was 1130 at night. My wife almost murdered me because I woke her up out of a dead sleep. The kids freaked out because the fire alarm was going off in the house, and it's all because we don't have an exhaust fit to suck the smoke from the roof. <laughs> well, that's why I asked. Yep, yep, Bob, Speaking it is high wife, on the list. Yeah, absolutely, Bob. Yes, thanks for getting me in trouble. Thank you. <laughs> Yeah. Also, literally, I mean, my wife comes. Yeah, she's convinced I have set the whole house on fire because I mean, the house got a little smoky from the roof too. It's a by the way, best gumbo I've ever made. I had lobster and crab and shrimp uh, and um, crawfish and chicken and Dewey sausage, uh, Savoy sausage from Louisiana. It was fantastic gumbo. It really was. But oh my lord, was I in trouble with the whole family. Got to get an exhaust vent back in the kitchen. Um, Got to get an exhaust vent back in the kitchen. I actually, so we've been, we're, we're, so we're going through this. There's a company called Frugal Kitchens, and we're working with them. They have this real neat process where 
they come in, they do all the measurements. You can do the measurements yourself. They got a great app that helps you. And so you can kind of estimate for them and then they come in and get the precise ones. And they work with you on the countertops, granite, all that sort of stuff that we want. Well, then they come in and they literally, they can pull everything out and put all the new stuff in in, in about five days. So you're getting in and, and it's not completely finished, but you get back to cooking in five days. With a lot of kitchen renovation, you'd be months without it. So with them, and they're way cheaper. They're so much cheaper than a lot of home uh, renovations for kitchens. Uh, they do a great job at Frugal Kitchens. Um, and it's an ad for them, I'm just telling you. They do this, but we gotta when we do it, we gotta work on the the exhaust fan for the kitchen, uh, because otherwise we're we're gonna be in a world of hurt. Um, all right, uh, back to the phones. Bill, you're gonna be next. Welcome. Hello, Eric. Thank you for taking my call. I'm on the different side of the aisle from you, but I agree with a lot of what your reasoning and and insight is. My comment and question is: uh, earlier you were speaking about the relationship between macro and microeconomic influence and what's important to the citizens of the United States. I agree with you that they pay attention more to the microeconomic aspects of it, but macroeconomic dynamics certainly impact what microeconomic uh, indicators would result in. And therefore, the fact that the current administration has been able to control macroeconomics also means that were it not for that, microeconomic pricing would be even higher now. So as we look at how well we have done relative to the rest of the global economy that face the same uh, dynamics we do and we are better than they are, shouldn't there be some appreciation for the fact that our macroeconomic uh, situation is improving and were it not so, our microeconomic would be even worse. Now, Bill, I, I'm 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 leaving you here so you can hear me directly down the line, as as opposed to just making you listen on the radio. Because I want people to hear you've identified yourself as someone who's to the left of me, and there are going to be a lot of listeners who say, "Ah, oh, he he's he's a liberal. We should listen to him." Bill's point is right, actually, um, that our position, and it's something the Biden administration can say is the inflation and, and wage loss in Europe is massively higher than ours. China is in an actual depression where prices and wages are free-falling right now. Uh, Canada is worse off than us. The problem is, is they haven't actually made that message. And, and that, that, that I, I think, Bill, that's the problem, is that there's a way for them to say it, and the way they have said it isn't the helpful way. What they've said so far when they've done this, in fact, is Jared Bernstein of the White House made this point last year that uh, Americans feel like they're behind, but actually we're doing way better than everyone else. Essentially, you think you got it bad, everybody else has it worse. They haven't been making that case on how much worse it could be. Uh, they haven't found the messaging, and that that's part of my just just objectively. And let, let me just frame it this way. And, and Bill, I will let you go there. Just want, want you to hear that affirmation of me that your point is 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 sound and people on the right shouldn't be dismissive of your point because it's a legitimate point. Uh, the macroeconomic picture does affect the microeconomic picture. Uh, the macroeconomic picture does eventually fold into it. So everything is improving at the microeconomic level. The problem is the messaging from this White House. And when I talk to Democratic strategists who I know, who you know, because you see them on TV all the time, they get frustrated by this White House on that because there is a message to tell and a message to sell, and, and they haven't. And, and the way they should be selling this is it's taken us some time to get through the COVID recovery effort. It's taken some time for the supply chain to recover. But when you look on the horizon, your wages are going up while inflation is going down. Your wages are beginning to surpass inflation. I know it's uncomfortable for you, and I know we have a long way to go. 
but we're headed in the right direction. Can you take a risk on going back to what caused the COVID situation and, and the turmoil and, and, and deflect it all to Trump? Whether you or I think they should, and, and we, we would be attacking it for doing it, they could do that with your average low-information voter. But they're not. They're so focused on the macroeconomic picture, they're not relating to people in the microeconomic picture. And that's on them, and, and their messaging on this stuff is, has been pretty atrocious. Their messaging on Biden and, and cognitive decline has been pretty bad. They just haven't gotten messaging. And, and I suspect it's just an outsider looking in. What's going on with the White House is that they really are in a messaging bubble of, of people who they hate Donald Trump. They're convinced Donald Trump can't win, that he's a terrible person, uh, that the public's going to reject him. And they're not really paying attention to the fact that there are a massive number of people out there who haven't plugged in, who aren't paying attention, who don't like where things are right now. And they're not messaging to those people. It's not helpful to those people who are struggling at the grocery store on a daily basis still to tell them, actually, it could be a whole lot worse. Look at Europe. They've got to find a way to do that, and they're not. Uh, but Bill's point is, is absolutely right. Um, the macro affects the micro. It's just it has it enough yet for people to feel it. And the Biden administration lecturing people about how good they have it isn't a way to get people on board. Now, I want to switch. I, I, I want to go to a different topic. Let's pull back from politics for a minute. Because there is the data has now come out and the data will be revised and the way it's going to be revised is upward. And that's about the Super Bowl attendance. Most watched program in television history. Any idea how much total audience it brought in from streaming and from TV? 123.4 million viewers. For perspective, that's about half the, slightly less than half the population. Now, for more perspective, last year it was 115.1 115.1 million viewers. So we're at 123.4 million right now. That number will be revised upwards as more streaming data comes in. So let's just say it, it's 125 million people. Slightly less, there are 300 some odd million people. So more than a third, less than half of the American population watched the Super Bowl halftime show or and the Super Bowl. That's a lot of people watching the Super Bowl, the halftime show, the commentary. It's also notable that Joe Biden bailed on that audience. He could have had 30 minutes, and he bailed on them. But there's something else here. On the left and the right, there are people on the left and the right who desperately, desperately want to politicize the Super Bowl. There's a uh, blogger for the fringe website, Gateway Pundit. And by the way, w- w- you should know, you really should know. I'll be honest with you. When I hear, when anyone calls this program or confronts me in public about something that says, I saw on Gateway Pundit, I immediately know the person is off in some way because the Gateway Pundit is a conspiracy site designed to placate the vanities of insane conservative partisans. It, it's most of the stuff you have there is twisted in a way. Uh, to pollute your mind in, in ways it's it's a, I suspect they'll go out of business they're being sued for I guess the the election stuff um, gateway Pundit, they're deeply crazy people and people who read that site again you are catechized by those you surround yourself with if you're surrounding yourself with gateway Pundit, you're going to be an insane person 
And I saw one of the insane writers at Gateway Pundit say essentially that that it is a distraction from reality the NFL is. You shouldn't pay attention to it. And essentially what they're doing is what the left does, which is politicize everything. That politics should be your reality. When actually, uh, my buddy Charles Cook from National Review points out, politics is a sphere of life that allows the rest of your life to exist without politics. That is, you put politics over here, the, the day-to-day policymaking of the fight in Washington. You put it over here, and the rest of your life is consumed with your kids, your family, your work, your job, uh, your friends, your community, your church. All of that is supposed to exist outside the realm of politics. What the far left and the far right are doing is they want to put politics into all of that. Every part of your life is supposed to be political, so you become an insane, crazy, angry person. We're seeing this play out online. The number of people who are infuriated with Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey and, and him doing ads for Pfizer and her supporting and endorsing Joe Biden and it was all going to happen at the Super Bowl and it was all rigged to do it and now they're saying oh it's going to happen when they go to the White House they're going to the White House she's going to endorse Joe Biden then at the White House that that's the new conspiracy theory they've moved the goalposts or the people who are upset with the he gets us ads you know I don't like the he gets us ads I, I think they're not well money well spent that that money could be better spent elsewhere. But I'm not the guy who did it. I don't have the billions to do it. God bless him for trying to do it. If you don't like it, go do your own ad. Do a better ad. But to tell the billionaire, oh, your ad was terrible and it didn't it didn't play to me and I didn't like it, therefore it must be doing no good, you should reject it. Life is too short to get angry about it. Be thankful there's a billionaire out there willing to tell people about Jesus, even if you think he's getting it wrong. Trust the Holy Spirit. The people who are upset about the the so-called black national anthem, yeah, it's divisive. It's not really a national anthem, but it was a fine song, nicely sung. Life's too short to get upset about all this stuff. The NFL tried to bring woke politics into it, and the people rejected it, and the ratings went down, and they got rid of it, and the ratings have come back. We have something, the Super Bowl, where half the nation comes together. It is our last communal, non-political act. Half of the country watches the Super Bowl together. You should resist the temptation to bring your politics and your rage into it. And you should resist listening to the voices who politicize it. You should resist listening to the people who want you to be angry about all the stuff that happened. It was a football game. It wasn't a conspiracy. You should resist the temptation to expand the sphere of politics in your life One of the reasons the left is so angry is because politics has become their religion. And the people on the right who are in perpetual state of angry, politics has become their religion. Stop letting politics be your religion. Stop being catechized and surrounded with the people who make everything political because life is too short for everything to be political. And if you make it all political, you will be miserable. Half the country watched a football game and the miserable people decided to bring their politics to the table. Normal people don't do that. Be normal, please. It's one of the great, great reasons I love the folks at Americans for Prosperity is they actually are normal people. They're normal people who know where the sphere of politics is, and they fight to contain the sphere of politics to the areas that matter. They fight for school choice to get you out of the government-run schools. They fight for sound energy policy. They fight for deregulation. They fight for the small businesses of America. They fight for the families of America. They want you on their team. They'll teach you how to go knock on doors to persuade your next-door neighbor to be on the right side. They'll 
uh, teach you how to go to your neighbors and advocate for and and, uh, and 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 oppose bad ideas. They're actually in districts around the state of Georgia and Tennessee right now, knocking on doors in favor of school choice and letting voters know how their uh, state legislators support or oppose school choice. Educating voters, they're going to state legislatures, they're going to local governments, making the case for sound public policy, for school choice, for free markets, for free people, for the American people, for real energy policy. They're fighting against the Biden administration and they're raising up good candidates to take on the Biden administration and to challenge bad policies. You could be a part of it. Over 4 million people are. AmericansforProsperity.org slash Eric. Go sign up. AmericansforProsperity.org slash E-R-I-C-K. Be a part of the conservative movement. Be an effective conservative activist with AmericansforProsperity.org slash Eric. When the world seems crazy, he'll keep you sane. It's the Eric Erickson Show. Want Eric's weekly recipes? They're super delicious. Text recipe to 33777 now. You know, so I'm I'm talking to my accountant. If I buy this pizza oven I want, can I get a tax write-off since I'll be like sending out recipes and stuff to listeners based on it? I I got a I so I'm working on my pizza recipes. I and my gosh, y'all, I've I've I think I finally mastered like the art of homemade pizza. I'll get you all that recipe shortly. But I'm thinking, yeah, you know, I I could I could do this, take a tax write off, uh, or let the company buy my pizza oven for me. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm like starting to like like dial in on. I want one of these. Okay, we we got to move on to other stuff. Um, I, I won't 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 bore you with my pizza stuff. Uh, when we come back, let me just say this: when we come back. We had the question a little while ago, why won't Republicans focus on this? I think they are, uh, but there's a larger issue that the GOP needs to focus on that is getting missed in the conversation by a lot of people. Uh, there is a way to keep the Biden issue alive with voters, a, a pretty significant way to keep the issue alive with voters in a way that will resonate with voters in a way that will undermine the entirety of what they're saying about Joe Biden right now. And I'm kind of shocked the GOP hasn't gone there yet, and and I suspect they will uh, once they get their polling back showing how big this issue is with people. We'll talk about it. Right now, i got to talk to you about Omaha Steaks. If you go to omahasteaks.com, you can get steak delivered to your door. You know that pizza oven, it actually, you can grill steaks in it, too. That's the other reason. Wood burnings. St- yes, I want it. And I would take my butcher cut fillets and New York strips from Omaha Steaks, and I would cook them there. The OmahaSteaks.com slash Eric, you get an incredible deal right now, 50% off site-wide, and you get eight of their steak burgers for free. Now, here's the thing about their steak burgers. You're thinking, ah, it's just standard ground chuck, press them. To- no, 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 no. It is a blended burger. And whether you've got a, a uh, one of those um, griddles or you got a, a grill, you got the oven, whatever, you got a skillet on the stove, Omaha Steak Steak Burgers are fantastic. They're juicy. They're tasty, they're flavorful, and then you get so much more. You get chicken breasts and pork chops, gourmet jungle franks, scalloped potatoes. You get butcher cut fillets, everything, over 50% savings. All you do, omahasteaks.com slash Eric. Go there, you get over 50% savings, and you get those eight burgers for free. It's an incredible deal, omahasteaks.com slash Eric. <laughs> 